you know, you create a station based on, uh, you know, what, what you're what, like. Something. Yeah. And you, you typically you'll pick a band and then they'll start playing bands that are similar. Yeah. But the problem is when you start liking, like if you like two or three songs by the same band. Oh, yeah. It is going to be that band station, and that is literally going to be all you're hearing. Like the whole point of having like a Pandora is exposure to new stuff that's similar to the vein that you like. Yeah, and it, it starts defeating itself. I remember sitting at my desk of, I'm going to say this is the late, early 2000s or something, and um, it's like a email. Would you like to be a part of this uh, music genome project kind of deal? And um, I clicked on it, and it gave you access to some music library. But it got real weird because what you're talking about, like if you if you liked too many things by the same artist or whatnot, yeah, yeah, it would just send you down that rabbit hole, and you couldn't get out. What I, the, you'd have you'd have to like so much other stuff to get out, right? Yeah, if I don't it, remember if, what it was if, called. If it would give you that stuff, and like. And then to kind of break it, you'll start, you know, like you said, trying to like other things. And then the next thing you know, the only thing that starts playing is songs that you like. <laughs> yeah. That's like, man. Yeah. And it just keeps repeating. It's the same stuff. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's I really, do that, it's, I do that really with good. this platform. But then I go and they have, if you'd like create different playlists, like you know me, I like to create a playlist for a certain. Oh, dude, I got playlists for drives. Or- yeah. Playlist for just hanging out like this, or but this thing, I don't know how it does it. I'm sure that it's studying me, but it's called, well, it's called discovery. Oh, dude, I love that end of the year wrap up people do, and they share, you know, what they've been listening to. Oh yeah, here you go. There's yeah. 2022. There's 2021. You know, 2019. Oh, yeah, dude. You've been on there. You've been cooking with that for a while. Long time. So this is it. This is the only music platform. When they told me, they said, we'll let you bring your music. I said, for real? Y'all gonna let me bring my music? You know? Like, that's their ad. <coughs> yeah. And I got on, and I read, and I did all the things, you know? And, and they, it was for real. It was like, but you had to, a certain amount of time to upload it. Right, like they did eventually shut it down. Like I, I don't think you can. Still oh, do so it. you're talking about like just songs that you had downloaded on your device over oh, time? Oh, that, and then like my music library, like everything I had on CD. Oh man, I've started everything I had on CD. Dude, I would sit in front of a computer and I would just burn it. I was just plugging that stuff in, and you had to. Upload I had to it. get an external hard deal. drive. You had, to, you had to upload all. Yeah, of it. I have two of them. I had to get an external hard drive to hold all my CDs. I have two of them, and I'm sad to say, the second one has the first one on it, like it's on it, right? But that I've I have lost the ter- the terabyte, the first terabyte. I still like playing records the most, just because it makes you play the whole record. Oh, I know. But like, as far as like. Physical media, man, I, I I don't know if they'll ever come up with anything better than a CD. You know, the quality of it's pretty good. It's pretty easy to give out. 
But the same, you know, we have yeah. we have streaming now, and that's easy. You could give somebody a card with a QR code. But like, I like, you know, I'm a, I like giving gifts and like well, having something physical just means more. For me, like uh, vinyl is like the artwork. Oh yeah, dude. Right, like the liner notes, mm-hmm. all the things that come with it. Mm-hmm. Right, like I can touch it on the screen. Yeah, you don't have right, and I see the album cover, but it, it's, I can't hold it in my hand. Yeah, you know, but I mean, there's some simplicity to it, you know. Like if you want to put in a pair of earbuds and travel. Yeah, guilty of it all day, you know. You know, driving around in a plane, if you can get away with it at work. Um, yeah, I'm um, work. You got Bluetooth in a vehicle now. I used to not do it, but now I put in a pod while, like, uh, say I'm going into the store. And it has made, like, going to the store so much better. I don't hear anybody's bullshit. I'm just, like, the music I want to hear and what I'm looking for. (laughs) Yeah. But then again, it's kind of like driving with earbuds, you know. I can't do that. A lot of times, you you need to be aware of. I can't do the earbuds. What's going around you. I can't do it. It, it, ain't, it ain't for me. Yeah. Um, and I see people doing it. And I guess if that's their phone spared to it, and that's what they're comfortable I'm, with. I'm currently having to do it. Like, uh, I've got to figure out what's going on with my radio. The, uh, the radio works. Like, the function of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm hoping it's going to be something as silly as just a blown fuse. But like there is, is it like the display? It's not, no sound is getting out. All the display is perfect. Yeah. The backup camera still works. But when it comes to getting that sound to the speaker, and I was like, well, maybe the amplifier in the radio itself died. Possibility. It's a 2015. It's a seven-year-old truck. But I was like, seems a little... It's uh, possible. Seems you know, like a weird issue. And I got on t- like... Typically what you have, sadly, in modern automobiles is it'll wind up being cheaper right yeah ultimately for them to just replace something it's like that with appliances i mean it's yeah it's all plug and play yeah everything you know i mean it it, it takes a certain amount of skill these days to diagnose a vehicle to to be to really be good at it that's a diamond that's that's the key right is to pinpoint the problem Right, you have to be able to pinpoint the problem. That was a damn, that was a goal of mine. I don't know about it now because it seems like just the way things moving. But uh, that was the next vehicle I was going to really be interested in. I didn't mind if it was going to be like a fixer-upper, but uh, get me an old vehicle that don't have a computer. Well. You know, everything's manual at that point. But Well, yes, but. Think about how far back you have to go. Oh, my God, dude. You're talking about 60s, probably. 70s. Um, yeah. Yeah, 70s you started, you, you got real heavy in the fuses and, and um, electrical stuff. Yeah. You know, and then it became easier to make a modules, you know, and, and, and it became less mechanical. Yeah. And more... Um, Electrical. If 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 I'm being honest, I mean it's all controlled electrically. Yeah. Like even many locks on your doors now. I mean uh, power windows. 
all the all the nice the things in your vehicle. Yeah, in your car. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I mean, the, the power, I, your and then what about power steering? Will you have that? <laughs> oh, I mean, they have all this magnetic assist technology right now. Anyway, think about it. You can get in an automobile right now, and if you're paired to it properly, right, and you have access to all the things, right, uh-huh. what you'll get is you can give it a destination, program it in the navigation system. And this thing will literally drive you there. I mean, it has the ability. Oh. <laughs> if you look, as far as you can travel on the interstate, on the interstate system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It will. It will drive you. Yeah. When what about it, getting you out to grandma's? It's, it's got to have the lines and things on the road, right? Um. Well. A lot of cameras and sensors. Dirt roads become an issue. Yeah. Clearly. Right. You know. I mean, we ain't fixing to send one out to no pasture party. You know, or a bonfire. Right. Probably. Yeah. It'll get you to the road. Yeah. You know, and then. You know, it takes a little common sense. I'm not sure. How I haven't much. ridden in like a vehicle. I mean, how that... far do we test our ability to accept that an automobile can perform a task for us? Do you really feel comfortable with an automobile driving you across a pasture? No, I don't. Using radar and all the things? I wouldn't. I'd rather, I'd rather have my own hand on the uh, wheel. Uh, yeah. Now... Cause granted, I, I probably like even though it's got all those radars, cameras, sensors, and all that, I probably know a little bit more about that field than it does. Most likely, I yeah. know what terraces, pits, whatever. Right. Um, oddly, I'll tell you this: like big city, like people that are not familiar with parking in like a metropolitan area. Oh yeah, with a parallel. Uh, any of it, it'll park you. It'll park you parallel. It'll park you. Any kind of way you want. When we were living over at this apartment at 21, we had these cats. Uh, I don't know where they were from. They weren't from. They weren't from here. And typically, I would say like, I think you and I were talking about this right before we did our last podcast. But like, I don't think we have a lot of great drivers in this country. But like, wherever this cat came from, they ain't great drivers there either. The dude, I mean, he could not park. Like he could not, he could not pull it in forward. He couldn't back it in, but luckily that car could park itself. So when he picked out the spot he wanted, he'd hop out the car and let it do it. <laughs> it put it right in there for him. Wow! Outside the car, man. So I think that's a Tesla thing, right? Yeah, it was a Tesla. I mean, I don't. It's great. And the the damn the, the damn technology will park you in a in a in a major in an area where things are properly laid out there's sidewalks and lines and yeah yeah dude it's so precise it's so, us, it's hard to trust it right i like what you said about that like uh this is uh how long till we can accept that we can give that vehicle a task it's going to be that same way with cities, like a smart city, like with what you're talking about, with everything painted and done up a yeah. certain way to, to where both of these things are very compatible with each other. Yeah, I mean, like uh, when, we, when we were in L.A., uh, we're out there for Sally's birthday, and we're downtown L.A. 
the name of the <coughs> restaurant just excuse me just left me <coughs> but um I mean we're in the middle of these high rise buildings like the the restaurant we're eating on is like the 20th or 30th floor or something I've never I've, I've never it's, been anywhere like that in my life it's open air <laughs> Right, so yeah. it like hugs the outside structure of the building, and it's got glass so, so far, and, a, and, a, and it's got a rail. Like it's got all the things that would make anybody that felt unsafe feel safe. Like they could present that room to you in a way that it felt like it was walls. But yeah, that's the kind of room you see in like a movie. You know? Oh, it was! It's incredible, dude. I, I've got pictures. I'll show you. Um, but as we're standing on the street waiting, uh, for an Uber, oddly, right? Um, I'm looking in every direction for like as many blocks as I can see. It's perfectly laid out. Everything's marked. Mm -hmm. Turning lanes, not turning lanes one way it's like it's all marked and lit up and uh, holy crap no wonder that they've run out of power <laughs> right like I, and i guess it's because commerce never stops right because it's just non-stop yeah. 24 hours a day it's, it's, busy streets you mm -hmm. know but yeah i mean you can't go anywhere that's not properly marked it's, it's pretty insane <laughs> Yeah. So, even you get up in the in the country, you know, in the outline, like in the roads are real nice. Yeah. yeah. Well lit. You know, me and Farouk. First time I took him down to uh, shout out, buddy. First time I took out uh, him down to Meridian. We were driving down forty five, uh -huh. and it's dark. Oh yeah. And uh, we've probably been on that road for. About 15 miles, you know, just south of Macon, where you start seeing some of those, uh, used to be catfish forms, look like they soybean or some kind of vegetable, on the right side of the road when you headed south anyway. Wow. Um, he just looked over there at me. said, why don't they have any lights out here? He said, you could literally power this off solar probably. You wouldn't have to run like a whole lot of infrastructure. Yeah. And I was like, that's a damn good question, buddy. Probably cause this state and you got all these damn crooks stealing money from the funds. I was like, it wouldn't be an expensive product, but or, you uh, know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, you know what? There's, there's. But it, I mean, there's that, companies out there right it's now. It's dark as a dungeon out there. Ability to do it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I could see like who you, manages. You driving it. through the valley in California? It's probably all oh, yeah. all lit. Oh yeah, it's it's incredible, and and like. Flying in and out of there at night, it's it's kind of eerie, right? Because mm -hmm. it reminds you of uh, childhood, and there's the film, and they're showing the uh, the the action happening, you know, and they're doing it at such a, a great camera angle, and then as they zoom out, you realize it's not real, right? Like it's it's miniaturized, but they've done this beautiful camera draw and it it goes from you believing it's real to zooming out to show you that it's not right miniaturized the whole thing jeez yeah 
I couldn't imagine. I've been wanting to go out there for some time. Like, man, I've a place that really blew my mind. We were down in Vena del Mar, Chile, and uh, it's got these cliffs. I had never seen the Pacific Ocean either. That was the first time I ever done that. Cool. And um, it's kind of a rocky shore. Yeah. So it's way different than what you know. You think about the Gulf. The water wasn't necessarily pretty. It was kind of dark and murky. Yeah. Couldn't really see. I wouldn't get in it. But uh, but it was it was uh, it was winter time there. But uh, I would you know it'd be damn freezing cold anyway. You need a damn wetsuit. But uh, yeah. On those cliff sides, man, they had these old like. I'm trying to remember what kind of country it would have. Spanish. It was like these Spanish castles that sat on the coast. Right on, yeah. Right yeah. on. I'm talking about like right on the edge. Right of the on cliff. the edge, and dude, yeah. it was some of the most beautiful shit I ever saw in my life. I was like, you know, that's the kind of thing you see in a book, and I'm like, I don't know if that really exists or not. Yeah, yeah, no, I. I, I but it's real, dude. <laughs> that yeah. I mean, that place. It was like, damn, this place is something else. Ran into some gypsies. Cool. They. Boy, they was uh, they took uh, my buddy walked up to him and I was like I don't know if this is a good idea, and uh, they asked for some money and he gave him some Chilean currency. She poured water on it and rubbed it between her thumb and her fingers just like that, and I watched it crumble to dust. And then she just opened her hand and just dust just went down to the earth. And I was like, buddy, I think we need to walk away. <laughs> I like. I don't. I ain't never seen anything quite like this. I don't. <laughs> we need to. We need to. We need to back up, reassess. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how that train <laughs> left the tracks at all. <laughs> uh, um, technology. And now we're talking about witchcraft. <laughs> Man, this time I can 
And it's desperate as it may seem There's a place somewhere for you shooting the bull and chasing rabbits. Uh, I said I was going to keep my word next time he was on. We was going to finish stories, but it seems like we're going to be chasing them. Uh, I got Les here with us tonight as well. Uh, and I wanted to open up with this story. <laughs> Farouk and Bertie came over here. It was the first time Bertie ever come. You were you were gone. I was not here and, when, and, when this guy came. Still hadn't met this guy. And uh, Les was hosting that night. I think it was the first time you had met them both, right? Second time for Farouk, first time for Bernie. Yeah. And so, uh, man. So the honeymoon's basically over. Yeah. For Farouk at that point. <laughs> it's, it's, one of, it's one of the funniest things I've, I've ever witnessed in my life. And it, it couldn't have been more perfect. Like, he like, I know a song for you. Well... <laughs> I asked the old boy, I said, um, 
you know, uh, uh, you know that song, Egyptian Lover, don't you? And I was just met <laughs> with such a blank stare from someone who, and I knew this is an intelligent fellow here, he's a freaking scientist for God's sake, but he had no clue about the Egyptian Lover song, you know, the 80s rave kind of thing. He had no clue, I could tell. So I asked him, I said, Farouk, this, is it, isn't this your national song? Isn't this your national anthem? <laughs> Again. I thought he was being so serious at this point. I thought he was as serious as a heart attack. So I played it all the way. I pulled it up on YouTube and made him listen. And, and his head starts to bob, you know. Yeah. He really liked it, you know. You know the song, right? Oh yeah, everybody knows that song. <laughs> and the little but Iranian right. guy—he was really blind. he was really leery because it was his first meeting at this time. Yeah, he was really leery. He kind of got broke in. Yeah, he got broke in. <laughs> but that right when that song queued up, because like Egyptian lover, I was trying to remember how it sounded in my mind. I was like, I know that song. And right when it come on, I was like, Oh my god. This is funny, because he's like, this is y'all's national anthem, right? I was like, God, no, that's funny. <laughs> that's, we did have a good laugh. I thought you were going to die. I really did. You were cheered up and everything. It was good stuff there. Good medicine, good medicine. The best part about that whole thing for me, not being there, is that I got to hear it from your point of view, right? Yeah. And I got to hear it from Farouk. I ain't never even met this other guy, right? Oh, Barty. And then all of that before I got to hear it from him, right? And yeah. it was like piecing the whole thing together, man. It was hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, we still, uh, so we were supposed to go out to the observatory, but they yeah, they, they have some kind of issue out there right now. And they don't like Bar a, Barty worked to trying to get it fixed it's still down they don't like long-haired hippie style country boys that's what i've been told too so mm. i got worked up for that telescope trip i sure did too yep. man i mean i was excited for, for y'all i mean hell i figured he was gonna go too well i mean if it if it if the invitation was extended that far i would have not oh. missed said oh. trip right you were out of town at the time yeah but Never. but i yeah when i came back like y'all were supposed to go like either that night or the next night or something it was like like i had gotten here and you told me about it and i was like well yeah and then it came time and then it didn't and i was like dude what's yeah, that, up that first night it was scheduled i mean it, I, Everything kind of fell out all at once. I forgot I had something scheduled that night. Didn't realize it till like. Oh, I think I canceled like like two good yeah. possible dates. You know. Yeah. One of them like a fifty-fifty, and the other like an eighty-five percenter. You know, I yeah. canceled both of them so I could make that trip. I don't hold that against you. Well, I was really excited to go though. Yeah. Maybe we could put that together though. It needs to happen. So, uh, I was talking to Farouk, I, was, I sent him a, a picture earlier to let him know where I was at. He's you know he's back in Egypt right now. Yeah. And. Uh, I sent him a picture of that this little coffee cup. Just give him a little idea. He, he guessed. He knew immediately where I was at. But uh, <laughs> he said he said he said to tell y'all uh, what's up. What's up? Oh yeah. Hey. But uh, I, I hate that he and I have uh, our paths have not been able to cross. Yeah. Lately. But uh, yeah, when he gets back, he said he'd be back in three weeks. Uh, he's he's wanting us all to get up. He said he wanted to tell us some stories. Okay, so. I'm going to ask a dumb question, and I should be the one that should know the answer, but what's uh, what's Johnny Cash's birthday? 
That's a damn good question. You might know. I couldn't tell you. I'd have to Google that. Do it. Yeah. We should probably Google it. But so, uh, if I'm gonna put everybody on the spot, right? Yeah. I say that there's a new year about to start. Yeah. And I say that we either do it on Johnny Cash's birthday, right? Or we do it on the day that it happened. Can we reserve the room that Johnny Cash was staying in and do a show from there? If I'm gonna put all y'all on the spot. I think that's doable. I think see his birthday is gonna be February 26th. So that's gonna have to be phone calls made. Just have to call the hotel and try to get the room reserved for the 26th. That's gonna fall on a... We can pull this off, yeah. We got a cool trip planned in January, and if y'all ain't doing anything, that it's a Sunday. I'm take, I think I'm gonna take Monday off for it, but I just have to. But uh, Abe Partridge is playing in, at the Music Box down in Mobile. He said that. With, uh, wow. He's playing uh, a set of his folk songs. That y'all, y'all were there for that evening. And then his uh, psychedelic punk band, the Psych Peas, they're going to play. When's that going to be again? Uh, January 22nd. It's a Sunday. Put that in my calendar. It's a Sunday. And then I think Red and the Revelers are going to close. And they're like a... Oh, man, they're so great. Oh, man, Red can sing. And Mm -hmm. they got like a full horn section. Oh. And it's, man, it's going to be so fun. Oh, dear. That's a mobile. I can make that work. Y'all to come down, but like something cool that we're trying to get uh, for that is like if we go down Saturday, we're we'll, gonna get a, a room on the battleship, right? Mm, and, yeah, and try to uh, at the it's a battleship motel, yeah, and stay in that and podcast. I mean, I think it'd be a cool location to podcast out of. Oh man, yeah, and that you know, it's the build up, they, it's the build up got, to the show. You, how, you know that they got to have like a deck that you can go out on. Right, have to, right? And and surely there's a place for a couple guys to pull up a seat. You know. Yeah. It's gotta be. I've never been. I've wanted to go I've, for a long I've, time. I've never been either, but I've driven past it more times than I yeah. can count. But uh, I thought it'd be be a cool little weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So if, y'all, cool. if y'all ain't got nothing cracking, come on. Man, there's actually some pretty good music down there. That's right. Uh, man, that, that kind of circuit kind of gets, really, it gets slept on. Um, and I know, like, there's people involved in the scene. I think they get kind of discouraged because it's, you know, it's the same people uh, with some of those venues supporting the same thing. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get kind of hurt by how many people ain't supporting it. Yeah, oh, it, it gets, yeah. You know, it gets a little disparaging, just like any other scene. But uh, oh yeah, some that of those, is some of those really killer but, clubs. But, they won't open the doors but if if they if they don't, they're not going to go. Yeah. And when is the last time someone from the Mobile Circuit hit it big, like on a national level, was like famous? You got to go back. Uh, matter of fact, I think it's uh, the drummer for the Red Clay Strays. I think it was his daddy's band. Uh, that did it. Hit it big. Now the red clay strays are about to hit it big. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, how about this? I'm, I'm going to say that it's been 30 years 
Well, I mean, let's. You, do we have the discussion about where in the hell Jimmy Buffett's from? I don't. I don't know if we did. I mean, is that know. where is? It, is he from Mobile? Well, where is he from exactly? See, everybody has I got thought a it was story. Biloxi. Well, look it on up there. Where is Jimmy? You about to blow my mind here? Where's Jimmy Buffett from? Pascagoula, Mississippi. Ain't that something? I used to work at Ingalls in that downtown. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Real small yeah. place. Yeah. That whole Gulf Coast scene. Yeah. You know, he was... Uh, he was all over the damn bay in Alabama. Florida, you know, Alabama. I, mean, I bet he had some hellacious shows oh, at Florida. Um, uh, college night. Um, he gonna come back? I couldn't tell you. We'll know when he does. Right. Um, college story. Right there. Um, between uh, Fairhope and Daphne. I think. Somewhere right there was this damn juke house called Judge Roy Beans. It was right on Scenic Route 98. And you could drive right past it because it was this old wooden structure. And it had, Wasn't that old juke joint that didn't play the blues? <laughs> Listen, they had a goat in there. A goat? A goat. There was a goat, like. In the bar? In the bar. Huh. And, um. Well, no but, Billy Goat, was it? No, no, it's just old nanny yeah. goat. Um, well, I'd be raising hell right there. Um, you know, he'd be. No, real tame. Man, it's like having a dog at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they should have taught I to get somebody a beer. Um, it needs uh, some kind of treat. Wouldn't that be nice? You would sit I down and you, I don't, a goat brought you a beer? I only, went, I only got to go one time. Um, There was a goat and there was a... Um, there was a chicken, but the chicken was like in a pen. And, um. Yeah, shit would, shit would get everywhere. You know what? But they had a little stage up in the corner of that place, and I had heard this rumor from this college mate, you know, um, friend of mine, Michael Babb. Um, he was from down there. He was actually from like Satsuma, but uh, he had heard it too. Anyway, we go down chasing this, this rumor down, you know, that certain night of the week, Jimmy Buffett would go and play at this place. And so we, we, you know, rolled our dice and we were gambling and sure enough, man, homeboy showed up. He played, uh, it, it didn't do well. Um, It was on an album. I don't even remember what album now. He played that and something else. <laughs> something that just covered something. I don't remember. Um, and then got out and walked out. Hmm. Right, there's probably eight or ten people there. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And Man, uh, Pony Bradshaw, uh, he's got a 
funny story between a, a friend of mine. We had the same last name, but we ain't kin. And uh, shout out Kobe. But uh, man, Kobe and his buddy Trent flipped them. And well, that that whole group—it's like a group of five of them. I think they all went to school together at Fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ain't never met a, a group of guys that's got just—I'm talking about like same taste as music is what you got, man. I'm talking, and these—you know—they're—they're they're really in the know. Yeah. They know, you know, they know that somebody's gonna hit it big before they hit it big, right? Mm-hmm. And. Um, Kobe went out to go see Pony Bradshaw, probably about five years ago now, and it was uh, it was before he got his first uh, record out, which was a damn good record, uh, Sudden Opera. If you ain't heard it, I, I definitely recommend it. But uh, whole thing through and through, uh, start with like uh, ten by ten would be like the hit, but uh, the whole damn thing's good. You can't go wrong. I mean, you could just close your eyes and just pick a song, and you you wouldn't be disappointed. I think my favorite one off the record ended up being Gaslight Heart. It's like, uh, I think track 10 of 11 on that, and it's just a killer song. It's kind of a twist on like a hymn. Like uh, the bridge of it, it kind of goes into like the way that you would uh, sing a hymn. If that makes it kind of uh, yeah, like a yeah. chant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it goes, you, you know, can, you it's, can go uh, oh, you know, it's, oh, brother, oh, mother, if you, you know, if you, yeah. if you believe in me, I'll believe for you, you know, it's cool shit. Yeah. But, um, anyway, my, my buddy Kobe is at the bar, he's getting a drink, and a pony walks up, sits down by him, and, you know, he didn't really, I don't guess he really took a look, or maybe he didn't know what pony looked like, right? And uh, Pony sits down and orders him a water, and he's literally about to go play. He's about to hop up on stage and play that night. That's who Kobe came to see. And uh, Pony looks over there at him. He said, you know anything about this Pony Bradshaw fella? Kobe said, well, that's why I came out here to see. Uh, I've been looking forward to hearing him. And Pony looked over there at him. He said, "Uh, well, I hope you like it. Walked up on the stage and started playing. <laughs> Killer. I was like, man, what a you know, that's a that's a really cool little memory you got. Like yeah. you'll be in granted I'm sure I butchered I did probably didn't tell it like work verbatim how it was, but that was a gist. But like that little that little tr- conversation and then boom, the guy you was just talking to at the bar is it's now the is now the the, the, the entertainment. Yeah. 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 And by the way, he's about to bring it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of those moments because, like, Abe, uh, like, my buddy Dave, he play, he's a guitarist for the psych piece. And uh, Dave helps me out with some stuff on guitar from time to time. Uh, we're scheduled Porch Fest in Columbus, Mississippi. On the... Uh, Congratulations. I'm going to do it uh, right there by my son, brothers. And... Uh, like, I want to create those opportunities, and maybe uh, you'll get an opportunity to see me and Dave work together. Uh, last this earlier this year was our first time, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it sounded great, so uh, you'll get an opportunity to see that. But that day, if you want to go ahead and get ready for it, there, listeners or whoever is going to be 
uh, the 15th and 16th of April. Cool. So uh, come out, but and like Abe tells Dave when they used to go out to these shows at Callahan's a lot of times, it's a really good place to catch like an up-and-coming singer-songwriter or maybe like a three-piece band, right? And you'll be sitting in that little room, and it's a restaurant. It's got great food. I highly recommend going to Callahan's if you ever find yourself in Mobile, Alabama. But um, I love me. And it's, you know, it, it, you're right. It's... And Abel, you know, look over there at Dave, and he'll say, uh, "You'll never get another opportunity like this again to be in a room this small and be this close and hear that good quality of music yeah. again. Like this is this is one of the last times." And uh, you know that those are the really the experiences that you know Kobe got that evening. That's awesome. You know, dude. that's awesome. And then you know, like a couple years down the road, it's like they're everywhere, and you can't get away from them, right? They're playing amphitheaters. Yeah. And it's like, man, I was I was in that little I was in that little kitchen, you know. Yeah. I, I took a chance that night. I went out and I, you know, I went and supported this. And I mean, that's why I really wanted to tell y'all about that, uh, you know, that night in Mobile with Abe Partridge and his punk band and Red and Revelers. I mean, that's going to be a damn great night of music. Yeah. If you can make it, make it. I think, uh, shit, I have to talk to my wife, man. She's in charge. She ought to go. She ought to go. It's kind of her thing, you know. She likes, she likes doing that, too. And has met a bunch of cool people. You know. And that's going to be a fun night, man. You'll be able to meet, you know, get to chat with Abe again, get to talk to some of the guys from the band. So half of the Psych uh, uh, P's are members of the Red Clay Strays. Okay. So you got Jacob Hall playing drums, and, um, oh, my God, Andrew Bishop, he's the bassist, and yeah. he plays bass in both bands. Okay. So. Uh, cool. Shout out to the Red Clay Strays. Yeah, man. I, yes. Who are and killing when you it. saw, you asked earlier what I'd been listening to. And and it was on there. Like, um, pretty regularly. The past two days, I have been wearing them out, man. Really? That moment of truth, I have been stuck on that. Hmm. I, man, I've been in so many other directions. And then, uh, like, uh, last night, we got into... Uh, we got to listen to a lot of good music, and it was, you know, the kind of artist you know and you're really into for a while, and you kind of forget about, and then it's kind of like somehow a buddy of yours gets into it, and he's like, hey, man, check out so-and-so, or it just comes on, and you'd be like, man, I ain't listened to this cat in a while, and he's got some, like, new music. <laughs> yeah. And he goes like, man, there was a lot of development. Yeah. This guy's like, he was great, but now he's, no, he's even really, better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Who'd he sell his song to? You know, right? He got, he got up in the right studio. That's right. Hey, you know, hey, good producer, you can do anything, buddy. Well, yeah, you know, sometimes that, those producers will kind of help an artist find their voice, find their yeah. sound, right? Yeah. That, that that thing that they got, you know, and kind of teach them how to harness it. Uh, it's kind of because sometimes they're really good performers and they don't know it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, I tell you, like, the best example I can think of, it's kind of local. And uh, it's shoegazy. Uh, that's the kind of genre. Okay. And so, like, it's a lot of pedal work. And it's it's called shoegaze because the, the guitar players are looking at their shoes and working their pedals the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the gist of 
like how that genre got called that. But um, it's really great rock. It's some of my favorite rock to listen to. It's like really great background, and it's even good in the car when you can kind of pay attention to the lyrics and stuff. But oh, uh, yeah. Brian is a, he's he's the front man for the Dirty Clergy. That's the name of the band. And uh, they've been working on some new stuff. I'm kind of interested to hear it, but I don't know when it's going to come out. But they worked with Les Newby at, uh, at Cornelius Chapel. I cooled that down a little. And I didn't know. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. If you want, whenever you get ready to sit back in, if you want to. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? I have no idea. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> you talking about sheep guys? Yeah. So they. Oh yeah. They they started working with uh, Les Newby. Yeah. And he kind of he really helped. Like Kai, uh, he plays bass in the Dirty Clergy, and uh, if you ever, you can get it on Bandcamp, and I highly suggest that people uh, support him. Uh, he only puts his music on Bandcamp. I mean, he's, it's a great music project. I think he just put his fourth record out. Really? And uh, it's like, if you're into like Spaceman 3 or uh, it's kind of, it's drone rock is okay. I guess the best way to define it. Okay. Uh, kind of like, you ever listen to like Velvet Underground? Yeah. It's kind of that style. Okay. Yeah, I mean, psychedelic rock, kind of acid rock maybe. Yeah. Acid rock's a bit bit of a stretch <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like that term because like it means different things to different people well you know but uh I anyway think, I like, think Sam Kennison and, and I'm gonna yeah. quote Sam Kennison I hope that you can get that past all your legal mumbo jumbo right oh, but it's yeah. like it's it's uh probably on YouTube right mm-hmm. um but he makes the comment, he says, for all of you people that don't like drugs, just remember that all the music that you've been listening to your entire lifetime, all of the really good made stuff, by people that was all created by people that were exactly, seriously high on drugs. Imagine that. Just, I mean, just with everything, I mean, it, it really came out. Like, if I, I was really interested in following the story with everything that was going on with uh, Ye, Kanye West, uh, and, oh, then, and then 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 I got and see, then I got. But that, that, see, that's that's the disconnect between, yeah. like, your generation and my yeah. generation. I don't know because we're not that far apart, right? But we are. It's the story of it is what caught my eye. But like he. Uh, this guy named Harley Pasternak, he's like a personal trainer for celebrities. And then when you see like Kanye posted um, the text chain between them, and I mean, that dude was like very nasty. Like I'm not gonna quote like what he told Kanye in that text, but it, to the equivalent of, if you don't start taking your meds, we're gonna drug you up so bad you'll never see your kids again. You're gonna, and so if you look at some of the people that he's worked with, Mac Miller, what happened to him, uh, Elliot Page, I mean, it, the list goes on. You can look at people that he's worked with and, like, it has destroyed their lives. Like, 
you know, and I'm curious because I've. It's hard when you think about like Chris Cornell or like other members of like maybe the 27 Club, like Kurt Cobain or like Amy Winehouse, like severe uh, abusive drugs, you know? Yeah, you know, the Cornell thing. And I wonder like how how much is like, cause I mean, I, my favorite, one of my favorite bands of all time is Alice in Chains and Lane Staley. Uh, I got to, I saw them live a little bit after he had passed, but I was like, man, it just ain't lame, you know. Even though Jerry Cantrell is is the band, yeah, like he writes the songs and he sings on everything. It was just, it was just lame, man. He was. I was like, Does there, was there not somebody like there? I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but it just, man, y'all, y'all, did you not know that he needed help? That he was too far gone, or like. Oh. Was yeah. it? Could you not talk to him about it? Was it, did any did anybody care? It had to, right? You know, I I guess you got. I don't know, man. There's a lot of you know, that. I mean, Cause somebody because I understand the difference in perspective then and now. Yeah, and they were really hiding any kind of hard drug usage, you know. Yeah, I have gentlemen so, with my wife's grandfather who fell through the roof of a, of a pharmacy back in the 50s and he was getting you know I think morphine or something to shoot up with you know yeah and it was a, a lot of people doing it but it was just frowned upon so much harder you know that they hit it more and now you know for we've got government programs that give out people that <laughs> Just different perspective from the public, so you know. So in that era, yeah, it was hidden. Do you see what I'm saying? They, yeah, they yeah. maybe they didn't. Yeah, there was more shame involved. There that's, was shame involved. That's a great. That's a great point, Les. There's no yeah. shame involved now. You see. Yeah. Because it's culture change. cultural changes, uh-huh. socially more acceptable. And, I think you're on the money. Yeah. Well, that's usually where I land. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> He, he is, I'm telling you, like, that's... That's a, I mean, that's like... That's, don't that's, don't that's, that's, that is they high, really that, don't understand how intelligent Les is. No, that's not just IQ, that's EQ. That's like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I... Yeah. You know, the, the, I, mean, yeah, I mean, hell, y'all work in sales, you have to have it. You have to be able to read the room and read people and, you know, it's oh, just, you just... I, the yeah. EQ of it, you know, it's that you're, you're real knowledgeable about how to... Man is the room, you know? Oh, yeah. If, if, that, if like, I'd been a woman, I would have been a hell of a stripper. I would have worked the hell out of that room. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That's what I was reaching for. He's <laughs> <laughs> hitting dangers tonight. Ding. <laughs> anyway. Man, what now? We kind of moved us, started on uh, Well, talking about, I guess that whole thing started talking about just, I guess that Abe show and just that that thing about you might not ever have another chance to do this again. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, you know, that's... Uh... I mean, I, th- I think about that, what was that, that Fox 
fucked fire ranch mm. was it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just being able to go to like being just knowing that places like that exist. Because uh, I mean, I maybe I eventually would have. Yeah, heard of I had it, no you know? idea that you did not know. And and man, I feel like such a terrible tour guide that I haven't. Oh my goodness turns you on to more uh, stuff that you didn't know about. And, um, I mean, not, hell, it's not like... Not far from there, dude, it's Holly Springs, man. Yeah. It's, right? And, like, you, you want to go hear some some show enough, show enough, right? Yeah. Like... We went and caught Trent and Ayers and, uh, buddy, what a show, buddy. Oh, And dude. he's such a character, man. Oh, he's... He, he knows how to work a room too, and if it's a and if the crowd's there, if it's a good crowd, dude, he 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 can just like control the room. That's something I say about like those blues cats. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it doesn't seem that, and I'm not. It's not anything hateful uh, towards them at all. I mean, I, it's just the culture of it, in my opinion, is like it doesn't matter how sloppy they get. Uh, but the blues is kind of like that. Uh, what is it the the song you opened the playlist up with, what was the name of that band? Tonight? Yeah. Um, Steel Panther. Yeah, Steel Panther. Like, <laughs> the the blues and that kind of style is, like, very provocative. Yeah. And the, and the lyrics can yeah. change on a dime just by how shitty they got in that night, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'll, yeah. Work, they'll work the room like that. I've seen it yeah. a lot. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure, there was a whole whole lot of um, uh, things being sold. Yeah, and it's some of the uh, it's some of the everything was for sale. Yeah, I mean it's just the way it was. Yeah, it's terrible, but you know the the beauty of it is what what became of it. Right? Yeah. I mean, did you ever get the chance to see Bilbo Walker? I haven't. Mm-mm, I did uh, not. Oh, you didn't get. He's 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 gone, but he is like the most interesting blues character that I got to see in person like multiple times. And he he's like um, there's no nice way to say pimp suit. Oh yeah, right. Um, Kind of reminds Hair me of like, man, I, is, was it Bobby Rush? Oh, oh, listen, listen, yeah, yeah. He, he, but he had all the Chuck Berry moves, right? And he played guitar. Did you ever hear the weird, I heard a weird story about Chuck Berry the other day. He did the, like the duck walk thing. No, it's like kind of a fetish thing. He had like a pee fetish. He liked, oh, yeah. he liked to piss on people. Yeah. I thought that, that was some... You know, it's like it's weird. I like I don't like to disparage the dead or speak ill of them, but that's that. Well, that's that's one of those things that's kind of fucking funny if you think about it. It's like you know, Chuck Berry liked to piss on people. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's pretty widely I think no known thing. thing. Yeah, um, yeah it's me mentioned. Up, yeah, I don't. You know, yeah, that's. Ooh. I used to watch uh, the Dave Chappelle show when I was in high school, and I always thought that R. Kelly sketch would like where he redid one of R. Kelly's songs to make the lyrics "I'm gonna pee on you," and like you know, and it was it wasn't like too soon. It was like perfect time when that episode dropped, 
on Comedy Central, man. It was like a few months after that whole R. Kelly thing where he actually did pee on somebody. Oh and like Deja Pell did a sketch on it and like redid one of his songs. He was like, <laughs> pissed <it> off. <laughs> I thought, I was like, God. Nah. So, like, anytime something like that comes up, my mind goes to that to sketch. That, that, that's funny. And it just makes it so damn funnier. That's <laughs> like the, uh, what's the, how many degrees of Kevin Bacon are we up to? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, really? Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. Bilbo Walker. Bilbo Walker. Duck Walk. Pimp suit, pimp shoes, brother. I'm telling you, sunglasses. If you if you if you've never had the opportunity to watch a video, just look it up. You picked it right up because we got run off because you said we could do Chuck Berry moves and then rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, I, I I try to keep up. You know, sometimes I don't do a very good job. Obviously, um, you know. Just because I can set the, the ship right this time doesn't mean it'll happen every time. Well done. How about that? You like that? Yeah. He'll 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 work that in this one of his like motivational ass kickings is what I call him. Right? Like if he wanted to sell his style of motivation, you know, like if he wanted to be the next latest, greatest motivational speaker to sell himself to the car business, to what, 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 you, what we talked about this one too. You pimp well, yourself out like this is the way you do like, it, right? This is the strategy. If you want to be the next latest, greatest thing, what would it have to be now, right? I cannot remember how we dug all that up that day. It was great. We really should have wrote. We really should have wrote a lot of stuff down. Kind of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. But dude, you're right. That was this is like the brilliant conversation. I mean, what's what's the next latest greatest best thing? I mean, what's the? But it's it's changing so fast. Oh, it's so hard to keep up. Yeah. <coughs> it seems like. It seems like every time I have an idea, it's just well, and it's, it's just already, like this, the, the platforms. Well, right? you have like, to retool it. Basically, it's kind of like retooling a plant because the industry's changed so much, so so rapidly. Whereas I'm hiring a entirely different individual. I'm having to draw a whole different profile of what I'm looking for when I hire a person now versus just two short years ago, because I don't really need the slick salesman with the good verbiage as I do the the good listener and who's uh, technically advanced and can show them how to do things on the computer and whatnot, that's really more of what I need now versus yeah. what I needed just two years ago. So kind of retooling the factory, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that's just how yeah. that industry has changed so much. I mean, yep. especially with the way that, I mean, you, you, go, to, <clears throat> you go to y'all to order a vehicle, not... You ain't looking to buy sometimes one on the lot. Still yeah. be it's yeah. being made. Yep. It's crazy how they're really not so. wanting to build anything that's not already sold for the most part. That's I don't fact. want to go down that car rabbit hole yeah. tonight. Yeah. No, that's that's thank don't you. go down the car rabbit hole. We can set up a time to discuss the current 
atmosphere and climate and not the barometric pressure of the car industry on another day. It's a whole show in itself. It would probably be a good one, and it's it's probably <laughs> one that would do a lot of your listeners. I don't know how many you even have if you've got three or 3,000 now, but it, it's good stuff, and a lot of people need to know it, you know? Yeah. You got a parcel. A parcel? Parcel from Colorado. Take a break. I don't know. <laughs> Three, two, one, win. All right. So, uh, in the background, you may have noticed that we got a little music playing. And so, uh, that's like I was telling you about like last night, taking that little dirt road ride was, uh, I didn't. I didn't have to fuss or argue. I, it was a damn good playlist. She had she had it set she, up right. Huh? She did a killer job, but I was I was, was very, she doing was, it on the go? No, she was just letting it roll. Oh yeah, that's I mean, even she, better. I think, a lot of respect on that. That was that was a built playlist. I mean, it's you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of respect on that. The cross Canadian ragweed. I can't. Man, I can't tell you how much I love that damn band. Oh, that's a great band, dude. I've been listening to them for a long, long time. I'm ashamed to say. Cody Canada, shout out, dog. Killing it out there. He, he does his, you know, it's, I don't, they're no longer together. Uh, story of his time, you know, the great band. And maybe they did as, as much as... As much as they wanted to. It's kind of hard to call like bands like that because like I believe they were good enough to be on... Well, I do know the story behind it. Cody Canada wrote a song about it. Uh, uh, I went, uh, he said, uh, how do you put it? Uh, I got a call from Nashville or some shit. It started out with something like that. Uh, they kissed my ass and shook my hand just to turn it back on me. And he's talking about them trying to make record deals and change the way he sounded to where he would be more commercial country sounding and like, I mean, no, I am who I am and yeah. I'll keep doing it. And so like that was the thing about that band that I really respected the most is they were together for a long time and they never sold out. They were like, you know, at the, was it the Wormy Dog Saloon is where they did all their live recordings? Yeah. Um, what's the drummer's name? Oh. Dude, don't give me line. I'm, I'm you got not, Cody Canada. You got uh. Let's just pull. Let's pull up the lineup. I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. All of a sudden, I'm at a Let total loss. That's That's, a, it was a very talented uh, lineup, no doubt about it. He was definitely one of a kind. You had Ragsdale. Oh, he was. I think him and Cody was a. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I was. It was Randy Ragsdale on drums. There you go. Randy Ragsdale. That's where the ragweed came from. So uh, you had Cody Canada, lead lead guitar and vocal. Grady Cross playing guitar. Randy Ragsdale playing drums. <laughs> Jeremy Plato playing bass. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm telling you, that was, a, that was a killer group. They didn't make a... My buddy put me up on that. And I'll tell you how... Back to just the high school days, man. Like, we, we used to go coon hunting Matt. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we tell the folks. 
coon hunting. Now, granted, we did. So y'all's gonna ride we, around on some dirt roads. We did out have, in the we, did, we did have coon dogs, and we did and, go and maybe quote unquote coon hunting county or two. But uh, my buddy had a gas mask. We'd let those damn dogs go, and we'd fire up that gas mask. We'd sit on the tailgate of that truck all night, just getting high as a damn bird. <laughs> And that, and you know, that was a Alabama Saturday night when we was in high school, and so, uh, and Cross Canadian Ragweed was who we listened to, you know, while we were doing it. I mean, the Alabama, man, they got so many killer ass songs, Lighthouse Keeper, uh, mm-hmm. so many killer ass songs, man. So, um, I don't want to give the, I won't give too much information away because they've tried to stop this. But where I'm from, I grew up. In North Alabama, <clears throat> we got this. Um, we got this place that we call it Chicken Foot. Oh shit! Right, and so Chicken Foot's a lot of things to a lot of people, right? But like, I literally grew up like I could cut through a pasture, and it's like a hangout. It, it, it was like an a, establishment. It was a road. It was really on? started out. Um, as a as as a way that some truckers, timber people, had yeah. figured out to cut through, oh, you know, sure. and um, so it was kind of like a a made road, right? Like it wasn't really a road. And man, certain times of the year, you know, it thing that thing would wash out, you know, and people be out there in the four wheel drives and the yeah. four wheelers, and yeah, and, and four wheelers. And that the county, I think, you know, really tried to just shut it down. Yeah. And they've, they've gone so far as to close the road to, like, their homes on the road, like legitimate homes. Oh, that They live on a portion of that the road is, that the that county is, has that said. That is small town Alabama right Yeah. Now. We don't, we no longer <coughs> are responsible for that road. Right. I tell you, like, this is, this is dead and gone now. Uh, like, like you said, that. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's it's kind of like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas. It's just one of those it's one of those nights. But it, back to those high school days again. Oh yeah, it was like we had uh, instead of like that little cutout road like you're talking about, we had gravel pits. Oh yeah. And so we had the first, second, third, and the fourth. Okay. So like we're all making plans during school days. We're gonna be at the third. We're gonna be at the third. Then we figured out well the cops were getting hot. Somebody was telling on us. They're going to be at the third, and, like, everyone knew what was what. So then we got smart. If we said two, we meant four. If we said one, we meant three, and so on, right? So we put the word out, we're going to be at the first, but in actuality, it's going to be at the third. Ah, okay. So, uh, well, we thought that was sharp. Well, they kept figuring us out. And it was was just that, you know, it was just the county and everything trying to keep, trying to keep us, you know, at bay and alive, I guess, you know. Uh, at that time, it was annoying because he was always trying to. I mean, they wasn't nothing. I played high school baseball for a couple of years, and that's really how I got really attached to guitar. And I quit playing baseball was because of those parties. You get you get through playing a ball game Friday night, then you go out to one. You go out to one of these. I mean, it's a bonfire party. It's high yeah. school, man. It's just yeah. like days and confused or some shit, right? I mean, every, and everybody's there. We had we had two like two kind of I don't want to say factions seems like a very divided word but but there was a group of us and we would have those what you're talking about you know 
Like this we is were a big all, old hee-haw, man. We were all along the river right there, you know, so there's lots of places to go that you could go and not cause any trouble and, and have a good time and nobody get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's always the fear of something happening, you know. Yeah. That's the reason the cops come out and bust it up. But then we had the then you had the group that was real organized. And like when when I was coming into it you know, we're all driving cars and whatnot, and these jokers all had like CBs and stuff, right? And uh, it was funny, man. I mean, it was really funny to see my peers, they had figured out, we can use this technology against them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, as you were riding around or doing whatever, you know, if you saw them, we had flipped it over to unnamed channel, right? And we would communicate with each other, and and they wouldn't they wouldn't pick us up because we, I think the frequency was so low that you know it wasn't very long distance. My dad had a uh, high school friend. They had, they had a bit of a fallout as they became adults, like later in life. I think they got in a bit of a tussle, probably in their mid thirties. But uh, and it's kind of ironic because. Uh, they were best friends in high school. They both had sons. The sons were the same age, and me and that son became best friends too for a period of time. It was kind of like history repeating itself. And uh, they would ride around at night. You know, it would start out on that, what you're talking about, like that, Mm -hmm. using technology against them. And uh, they'd go buy them a pint, or hell, I mean, I've heard stories where they they would buy a fifth of Jack Daniels. And... uh, They'd pop that top, roll the window down, throw the cap out, ride around on them, yeah. dirt, ride around on them dirt roads all night, and just sip on it. Yeah. Ooh boy, they don't make them like they used to. No. <laughs> no. That's uh. And you know, me and uh, me and my buddy back during that time, we had a few nights like that to where we kind of recreated those nights, and man, it's. Yeah, right, you that, can't go back though. You can't. No, 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 no. Dude, that the, like right. I'm telling you, I would hear of of people going up into Chickenfoot, and where I lived, like in the winter, through the trees, you could see the road, yeah. right? And like you'd almost kind of know who it was because you'd hear them talking about it at school. Oh, so and so's gonna take their new truck out there. Try and get their chicken foot, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I heard a car crank up. That's a big truck. Welcome back. Oh, I wanted to plug again, uh, Porch Fest 23. It's gonna take place at Munson Brothers. We're gonna have food trucks. Uh, we're gonna try to have that street shut down. We're gonna have art vendors out there. I mean, I'm dreaming big right now because I'm just trying to plan this out. This is the first time that I have moved the festival to the city. I used to do it 
out in the country, out at the homestead in Kennedy, Alabama, but we are moving it to the city. We want to reach more people and make it a little more convenient for people to come out and also for artists to come out and show their wares. Uh, I am looking for sponsors if you're interested with that. Uh, we'll make a big banner and we'll put your logo up there and like, I mean, we'll make promo videos with you and I mean, make sure to let you know that the talent that we're booking for this, and I'm telling you, uh, I'm talking to some folks that they can play. So uh, I want to get these guys paid well, and I would love to uh, let the people know that you were a big part of making that happen. Uh, we'll have food trucks. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a day and a half. We're going to start at 5 o'clock uh, Friday on the 14th. That'll go to about 10 o'clock. And then we're going to start up at noon on Saturday, and we're going to run it down to about 10 o'clock again. And so that's going to be the big day. We'll have uh, street vendors and things like that out. And I mean, come come out, come take. It's free. Uh, it don't cost anything. Munson Brothers will be serving their beer and uh, their pizza on top of food trucks, so you'll have options. And oh yeah, Munson Brothers has a great beer selection. Got a little bit for everybody. So uh, that's going to be a good time. Going to be great. And so we're about four months away, and I just want to go ahead and start. Uh, telling everyone about this and so come be a part of it it's going to be well worth your time oh I think so I think it's going to be I had Abe Partridge play in my kitchen at the last one <laughs> and uh, I got the whole thing on video there you go brag and, and yeah well, yeah, I can tell you well I mean when the weather got bad you got to come in off the porch right and uh, not to mention just before him we had Shake It Like a Caveman come down yeah. uh, from Tennessee and my good friend Taylor Hollinsworth, he played right after Shake It Like a Caveman. He was a big part of getting it, Shake It Like a Caveman to come down. Yeah. That's a one-man band. It's a blues thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he's he's playing drums with his feet, and he's playing guitar, and he's working pedals. I mean, he's just, harmonica is just an absolute beast. Uh, he's real big in Europe, and, like, he plays. It's funny in, how that happens. It's, they all go with, they all yeah. wind up in Europe. Yeah. It's wild. They're really good ones. And so it was a really good, it was a, it was a pleasure to have someone like that at the show. Is And on top of that, I've got bands coming in from all over the country this year. So come support local talent and talent that may not ever come back to Columbus again. Who knows? Uh, you might be discover something new. You might, uh, you might find your next favorite band. You never know. Remains to be seen. But, uh, that is a big part of man. When I started this podcast, if you if you told me that we would be throwing music festivals and putting records out and making merchandise, and that people would like get on a payment plan and like donate money to the show, monthly. that's incredible, dude. I mean, I it's mean. like, and that's that's why I really like creating these genuine conversations, like what we've had tonight. It's like where we really didn't have like a focused topic. We were just typically chatting, like how you would talk on a porch with with the boys right well yeah I mean you know I mean all these all these conversations stem from you know back when or generations before us that's where they did that's where their socializing happened was on the porch yeah right I mean this is the way it was I mean yeah. you know if you had a real nice porch hell you might have a fireplace out there too yeah. you know and you could enjoy it a little longer throughout the year that's it 
And if you had a real nice porch, you could have a lot of, a lot of guests over. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing about this this show and being able to do these music festivals. Is, I mean, this is a it's a virtual porch, and it's as it's as big as however many people want to get on in there, you know. Yeah. And then you get these physical opportunities to come be a part of something. Yeah, that's you know, that's the part that uh, I think I think it would always come across just the way you want it like that they're sitting here in the room with you yeah right I mean like uh, and I've told you this before and and listen I've listened to tons of them some of them I am probably missed a few along the way I'm being honest yeah. right every time I've listened to one or one's really got me I can picture myself sitting there in the room mm-hmm. watching the conversation happen Mm-hmm. And that that's the that's the idea. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool thing. I thought you know, that that I mean, just, just the thing that inspired it didn't man. have to be all produced and yeah whatnot. I, I mean, they do enough of that when they throw the you know that probably that commercial break they're going to drop yeah. in on us probably any second. Yeah, you know, or if it ain't already happened twice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it drives people nuts. But I mean, it's just it's, like, you got to pay the bills, man. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to make this my job. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I'm so thankful for. Like the people that give monthly is like. I mean, that's, I feel like there's money on the line now, and I, I, you deserve the content that's promised. It's like at least two episodes a week. Yeah. Unless I'm sick or, and that's another thing about it is like, we kind of touched on it outside earlier. It's like, it's, it's a drive for me. It, it keeps me, it keeps me going. It keeps me working. It's just like, uh, I think probably one of the most famous stories that it happened to was Bear Bryant to where like. He retired, and next thing you know, he's he's no longer with us. Oh, it's yeah. like it's, I feel like as long as there's drive and you're being pushed and you've got something to work on and work towards. I mean, like For, it, further proof of it, what you're describing, right there. Yeah, a hundred percent. So he dies, right? What 1981? Fe- what uh, February something? Wednesday thirteenth. That, that that sounds right. I mean, like I grew up in Alabama, and, what's and I crazy, lived in dude, Alabama when we, that happened. Uh, and trust dad, me, it, it like the the whole like our whole world stopped. I should know this. It didn't matter who because you were a fan I, of. I grew up looking at it for so long. Was uh, there was a plaque hung in oh uh, yeah my it's, father's it's living room, painting of the field and the stadium and the date at the bottom and the bear over in the corner yep. looking at him. Yep. You know, yeah, with the hat. Yeah, I grew, I, I looked at it every day for so many years of my life, if and it's you, like you can see. If, I, I can physically see the you, date in my mind. You you grew up so close to the edge yeah. of album, right? So I think oh, it's I, hard, I think it's like grew up in the dark ages. Oh no no no! I, I look because I grew up in Alabama too, right? From from a real early age, right? So, um, nineteen seventy nine, I think, is the year that I wound up. Nineteen seventy nine, uh, yeah. If you did the math. Long story short, you like when you went to school. That was the first question they asked you. That's right, Alabama. <laughs> So what are you? Yep. That is. I mean, that is literally. What? Yeah, that is exactly what. That How about is. let's let's. I got look. I love it. Not like to study people, right? But how about let's separate us right down the middle. 
right here on this. That quick. I'm talking about you're getting upset <laughs> by a fellow kindergartner. Right. And, and, and oh. I, like, I think, look, I think. And I see kids like. I bet you money. Uh, bet you money. First day of board class, of education. walking in, sporting what team you got, dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to yeah. show your colors, man. Oh, yeah. I bet you somewhere on the archives of the Montgomery Board of Education that on your like enrollment card they had like they either used a red marker or uh, they used orange <laughs> or yeah blue. or blue <laughs> yeah I think and, and hell, they might have just downright documented it is this kid an Auburn fan or is he going to be a roll tider Oh my you god, know, dude! I, I remember so many times throughout, like just school, oh. or like if an Alabama fan would just say something. Did you ever have the kid in your class that like suddenly decided oh, he'd yeah. had enough and he swapping sides. swaps? That's what. That's what. I, that's the story. I mean, it's a story all this time, right? Oh, I, the the original team that you supposedly like ain't doing so hot, so you you jumped the bandwagon and. You know what that does to you? And they all find it out the hard way. I think it should be documented in history. Neither side likes you at that point. You're a traitor. <laughs> and you don't fit in with anybody at that point. Have, you might as well pull for the Florida Gators. Have, and you got them. You got friends right now that you know that you knew when you were a kid. And they were, grew up being a whatever fan. And now they're a not that fan. Right? Yeah. What? But they're still there, right? They never went back. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are impressive. That's it. That's impressive. That's it, right? Like they they didn't fall victim to. Okay, I've already been. I'm so I've sold out to both sides, right? Yeah, I tell you this: like the older I get, the more I just enjoy the game more than the actual team. And it's like I've I've gotten to a point to where like there are a few teams to where. I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I really just enjoy watching them play football because I think it's really good football. Mm, yeah. Uh, Har- it'd, be Har- hard, it'd be hard to disagree with Har- that. Harbaugh's Michigan. I really like catching a Michigan game. That's really good football. Kirby Smart's Georgia. That's really good football. You know, what all those guys are really- even the, Even if they pulverize their opponent, like it used to be the thing, like, you know, years ago when Alabama, like, I would say like 2000. Seven to like 2014. It's like when things are like extremely dominant, but like you are seeing like this is a finely tuned machine and all it does is succeed. How about this? I'm not an Alabama fan. Yeah. But I'm a Nick Saban fan. Right. Okay. So here's how I would describe it to you as an outsider looking in on that situation. I think it's hard to, for anyone to deny that the guy's a brilliant coach. You can give a million reasons why. Yeah. Right? Just look you at Daniel, just Daniel Tosh, dude. He, like, he used to have a stand-up show, Tosh Point Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, his favorite thing to do was dog saving. Why? It didn't start until he left the Miami Dolphins to go to Alabama. Uh, He's heard about it. Hated him for it, even though I don't think his NFL career was that impressive. It, uh, it probably would have yeah. turned. It would have turned around if he stuck around, probably. But when he came back to college football, dude, it was dude. He, he was holding the cards, man. <laughs> yeah, 
So he had the, you know, the, there's the whole LSU thing, and you can go down yeah. that rabbit hole. But here, here's what I'm telling you. This is the most honest opinion you're ever <coughs> going to get from a, from an Auburn fan. Yeah. They they had that run there. You some gonna call it three years, some gonna call it five, whatever. But exactly what you said a minute ago. But here's the thing: is it was like these precision plays, mm-hmm. like okay, then look, we whooped on you, right? Yes, yes. And we ain't gonna we ain't gonna whoop on you no more, right? But let me show you a couple of things you're doing wrong. Auburn would expose, right? I tell you, now, I tell you another story. No, no, that's I'm, good I'm at trying it. to give your coach the, oh, the best oh, compliment yes. that yeah. I can give the guy, right? Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I'm a fan of his from way back. Yeah. Right. He he has that ability. If he gets everything going in the right direction, he he'll drop that play on you at the last minute and go. Thought you had that one too, didn't you? Right. Yeah. And just just zero in, you know. You gotta have the players. They gotta execute the plays. There's so many things that have to happen. And but ju- and just for college football, I don't know if you want to go in this rabbit hole for a second, but there's a brand new frustration in the game. I, it has to be as a head coach or working in that association with NILs oh. in the transfer portal. I mean, like. What a headache. You know, just in this off we're not even in the off season, both seasons only. People are already jumping ship. I don't think the Fifth Amendment is necessary, but I'll say this. Clearly, I am not of the knowledge level that is required for one to understand why we would allow companies to come in and pay these kids. Now, look, I'm not saying that they shouldn't make money, right? But they're they're allowed to like freely negotiate these deals, you know. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody at that age. Yeah, that takes their that takes their focus <coughs> away from the actual game. Some of them are going to tell you that it 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 makes them hyper focused on the game, but it's it's just it's not possible. Just, just can't be done. Yeah. I, but I, I, I do think they should get paid. I do. I, I don't know how it should be done. I honestly think that the, you know, call it the scholarship portal, call it whatever you want. But okay, so if you're on scholarship here, you're going to get these things provided for you, and mm-hmm. then we're also going to provide you with as much money in your bank account. We'll stop it. Yeah, monthly, weekly, whatever, right? You know, like some just working in Starville, like Will Rogers had a deal. Like, was just some of the local businesses? I'm, I, it's not my place to call them out, but uh, one of them happened to be a restaurant, and I I thought what he did was honorable, and that might have been the standing of the deal. But to my knowledge, it was an nil between him and that restaurant. But you know what Will Rogers would do? He'd bring his line out. They have to eat too. Every time. Yeah. Oh, that's that's smart. Hey, look. That's that, class. That's class. That buddy. goes back to like some Bart Star shit, dude. Right. Like. I was if very. You're, if I you're was getting, very impressed with that young man. If you're getting the credit, 
right? You can choose to put yourself in the spotlight or you can choose to put the team in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. What makes a better leader? You gotta put the team up, dude. Right. They ain't I mean, about you. How, how do you how do you judge a, a good leader? Gotta, or, I mean, that's that's knowing how to lead, right there. Though. How about this? Here's here's what I think. I think you judge it's a that, good. It's that thing. It's like if if I'm eating, we're all eating. You know. I think you judge a good leader by the quality of the people that choose to follow the leader. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm more than likely wrong about a lot of things. But I don't think I'm wrong about that. I wonder if that's why it's such a scar, like when people enter the transfer portal. I wonder, I wonder if it's personal sometimes. Ooh. Because, I mean, I've heard it, like, I don't want to name the coach, but, like, uh, he had a wide receiver hop in the portal and go, and he said, well, he wasn't, he wasn't tough enough to be here. Seemed like it took it a little personal. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think you can see that from... Both sides. Both sides. He's also still being his coach. Yeah. Right. And maybe that was an honest synopsis. You just didn't belong here. You know. So that maybe maybe that clips what we were watching on the ESPN uh, thirty for thirty in like uh, twenty thirty two, right? Ten years from now, when we look back at that clip and go, "Hmm, he was maybe he was right." You know. Yeah. And what's so what's so crazy is like, you know, wasn't tough enough or wasn't right for this program. It's like. What if he got it right, and that's what like got him up in the draft pick, and that's what really made him for who he was because he made that decision. Sometimes you make good decisions, and sometimes you don't. Yeah, I mean it could go either way. It's a it's a point. It's a coin toss, man. Yeah. But like with these NILs, I mean a lot of people are throwing a lot of money your way if you oh, if you'll jump yeah, ship. I'm just saying, it's gotta be tough. Yeah, it's gotta. Be I couldn't tough. imagine like just being in that position, you know. Mm. Well, and that's one thing I eventually want to get on to, like how, here with the show. Is it, like if I had an NIL, like to where we could do a scholarship for a thousand bucks. But I mean, it would I would like sponsor a female athlete and a male athlete, and it would probably be like I don't know, like girls softball or gymnastics or something. And what then, would like, it matter? Take the, 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 take, baseball, the take, take the you know? the female um, in these three sports that has the highest GPA, right? That has the highest GPA. And then take all of the stats and put her up against, you know, why the do you girl judge it? Why, why judge it on GPA? Well, I think that if you're going to believe... Is that in, a level of if, excellence? If you're going to believe in that system, then you got to measure people system. by it. For example, right? I mean, what if they were just outstanding in so you know if you if you um, if you got to go to the hospital if you got to go to the hospital right to the emergency room. So let's imagine that there's a doctor there that he got through medical school and he made a C. Okay. Didn't just got through medical school, Uh right? But he's the ER doctor, right? And then 
but there's another hospital, but it's two more miles away, right? And the ER doctor over there said he went to medical school and he had an A the whole time. Okay. You would take the A? Would, if the A costs more, right, would you take the A or would you take the C student? Because, because when I say student, I say this. What you obtain when you become a doctor is a license to practice. Practice. It's like lawyer. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, so you could, you could look at it from that lens. You've, you've reached the level of knowledge where we trust I don't you. Know, to, I don't know if we, I always take that We trust you to make certain decisions about our health. Yeah. Or, right. you're, or, 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 could be or, your or you're maybe the surgeon or maybe you're the, the whatever doctor, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what if we had a grading system? Well, it makes it, dude. Okay, well, so I mean, seriously, what if we had a grading system? And so, you, you know, you got these conglomerates of uh, uh, whatever doctor, heart doctor, you know, surgery doctor, knee doctors, you know, they do surgeries and they do, one guy does ankles and one guy does knees and one guy does elbows and, you know, like, orthopedic. Yeah. So, you know, and the, hey, I tore my ACL, dude. I had, I had the that, same guy that works on the uh, Mississippi State players, you know? Wow. Well, I, I don't know the, where this cat came from. Surgery. I can tell you there's a Thorderson guy up in Dupelo that did my wife's ankle. And, like, this cat's famous. Like, when you leave from surgery, he does this wrap thing on your leg that, like, you'll be uh, two days later, like, feeling good, up, moving around. But he'll tell you, like, the way he makes that cast if you try to stand on it, it'll break the cast, right? And it's just big, fluffy, but it's tight inside. Yeah. And then he, he comes and takes that off up, I forget how many days, but it's Thorderson. Thorderson, brilliant guy. Telling you, incredible surgery. And so, yeah, you take that guy, and let's say he made a be. Right? Yeah. But you've heard really good things but the guy in the next practice over there he's he's an A guy do you pay more and go to that guy or do you go you know I mean if you, if you put <coughs> dude, it I'm an underdog guy you taking the underdog I'm, I'm the underdog dude well he's good enough to stay in business right that, that, that's my point you know it's <laughs> uh, only the strong survive right that's just it you know and I mean, reputation is a lot, you know. Uh, and like you said, I mean, you, you added that qualifier. A lot of people say good things about him. There you go. Word of mouth. So word, of ma- word of mouth is what it is. Hey, Les, this how guy, much? This how, guy took care of me. Well, man. Watch this. Do you want to hear something funny, Les? How much does word of mouth advertising? Cost? Whoa! Whoa! That was almost oh, bad. Wow! I think we're good. <laughs> if you are, that is incredible. We are. The train left the tracks. The train almost jumped off the damn table. Les, what's word of mouth advertising costs? Word of mouth? Yeah. Well, what's it worth? Oh, it's hard to measure that. <laughs> I don't know how you can figure on that. Uh, well. You know that's the that's that's the topic. And you're pretty good at it. 
Uh, you're beyond actually pretty good. You're probably probably one of the best. Uh, what's what is it? What is it worth? Uh, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Reputation. Yeah, it's everything. It's, it's, can't it's, can't put a value on it. Man, it's, I, it, 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 I think it's important. You're gonna laugh when <coughs> Excuse me. this, but Hello! But there's actually a, there's actually a software that we have. And all businesses do. Is this on the record? Huh? Is this on the record? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Unlike you know it sparks it down. Got barely getting you. Oh, it, it just breaks it down, dude. It just says, um, oh, you know, well, value. What's the, what's the customer's value to you? Right. You know, I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but, you know, you want to do business with people that do business with you. Yeah, that's a big deal. Right. I mean, it's, and, it's the idea and, of, and like, wanting to trade with the business that's, that's, in your hometown, if you trust them or not. I mean, it could be a bit. It's come out ugly, and some people take sides any way you cut it. But yeah. every now and then, when we have to make a decision, like this is maybe I don't know, maybe this isn't good radio right now. But if you have to make a decision, you know, you got one loaner car that's left available, and you got two customers. Well, which customer does business with you? Which one doesn't? You go on with the one that does. Yeah. I mean, every time, no doubt. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've always been what I thought aware of it, but if you ever doubt yourself, you just just look. The software does it. It tells you. It tells you what decision to make. Wow. You know, if I'm if I'm just being honest, it does. That's crazy. If you trust the software, that's another thing. It kind of goes back to that pride thing, like mm -hmm. whether I'm willing to give up mm -hmm. the control of driving my own car. I ain't really with it. How much? How I, much? I mean, like, I mean, if especially like, how much? Are you I mean, willing to give away. Yeah, especially if it's something that you do and you enjoy doing. Like, you're putting this thing in the algorithm, although it's probably trustworthy. It's still, I mean, like, whatever happened to going with your gut? You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I have to. I, I feel I feel incredibly. Um, and maybe they say the same things. Maybe you can maybe you can check yourself. You know. I feel incredibly lucky to get to say this. Um, one of the things that I enjoy the most in the entire world is getting behind the wheel of a car. Oh, dude! It's what this country and, is built and, on. And driving somewhere. Absolutely, like, I enjoy it. Yeah, man. And 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 it's interesting to get to do it and work. You know, sometimes he and I'll talk. You know, and I'm on the road. Huh. And they can interrupt me and doesn't bother me. They got a question, they call me. You know, but they're smart guys. They don't need my they don't need my opinion. You know, but if they they got a question and they can't remember something, who is this person? There, blah blah blah. You know, yeah, that's what you do. Hell, every now and then I'll have to stop and look it up. You know, mm -hmm. like go, 
I know who you're talking about and make sure, you know, such and such a vehicle. Like he'd know the vehicle, but couldn't remember their name. Right, or, or vice versa. Could remember the, the person, but couldn't remember the vehicle. Yeah. You know, some kind of deal would be in the system or anyway. So yeah, you got you just gotta trust the software. Put all the data in there, you get all the data out. There you go. So, so today they had that memorial thing for Leach, you know. Yeah. And, uh, Happy birthday in heaven, dude. That, uh, yeah, yeah. That, um, that that quote, you know, it was in uh, whatever TV show about um, you might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it. Ain't that something? Right. That's some profound stuff right there, Dave. Right? And then for, I, I think my second favorite quote, and there's been so many stories, is uh, somebody's interviewing him and they're walking down the street, like on a sidewalk. And, um, and he says, uh, so in such and such a long time in the future, when they write your obituary, what do you, what do you, he's like, you know, what do I care? I'm dead. Right. I ain't here. I ain't there. <laughs> I don't care and I ain't there. Pirate, man. The guy gets to go out as the most modern day pirate of our lifetimes. How about that? He gets to go down as the pirate. Oh, man. You ready to wrap this up? I think that's a killer way to wrap it up but I think I don't remember if there was something we left unfinished that's probably a remarkably stupid statement to make isn't it I would think I mean I just I would say I I am 100% sure that there's a story that got started tonight that did not get finished oh 100% um, how about this? Do you want to have a contest? Okay. How many stories got started tonight that didn't get finished? If anybody can tell me, right? And, well, you're going to have to listen to it again anyway. I guess I am too. Then we'll see who's really listening. And they, But they got to win something. So I'll buy some t-shirts. I'll give them a record. All right. They can have a port salt record. Cool. If uh, they can guess uh, how many stories went unfinished. Two shirts, they get to pick the size. Right on. I'm buying. All right. Yeah, bet. That'll work. Cool. And uh, we'll take whatever money's left over, if there's any money left over, and have a music festival with it. How about them apples? <laughs> Should we charge to enter? The no, fest- no. Just, no, no. I want it free. Free, free to enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I put uh, the, the first time I done the festival. See the challenge now. The, the, the first time on, I did on. the festival, I did it free, and uh, we did uh, we cooked crawfish for everybody, and it was a one day festival. 
and I had friends from uh, Chicago come down and play. They were the big headliner for the festival. Mm-hmm. Stick Do what? Fixed ops, front or back. Fixed ops is back. Yeah. Car talk. Total car talk. Um. <laughs> Zing! Yeah. I'm, I'm shook. <clears throat> oh. I thought I was on to something. Oh, man. Maybe you could add that to your, uh, to your number. Oh yeah, ooh, ooh. See, but somebody's got to be the ultimate decider. I think we, you and I'll get together and we'll decide. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get together with our discrepancies a couple days after it drops. <laughs> right now, like I'm, I'm gonna put a guess out there. I'm just gonna say like five. I know that's wrong, but I'm gonna go with five. You're going five. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean like? Okay, how dirty is it if you do an over-under? Like, oh, come def- on, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's... And, and look, I guess you almost got to go, like, heads up, straight up, right? Like, you got to pick a number. Yeah. Right. Or then, then that's how you get into the whole handicapping of things, just right. So this many errors were made by what participant? Yeah. Right? Well... Alan started this many stories that oh man go, now we're digging that went in. unfinished and Matt also started this many stories that went unfinished right I mean like dude who knows who will find this stuff 40 years from now right like think about and it and never know the end of the story right <laughs> hey, but, call, hey call it out baby let me finish that story for you <laughs> I didn't know. Right. I mean. We don't want to leave no stone unturned. Uncharted voyage, man. I think that was appropriate. Uncharted voyage. (laughs) Uncharted voyage by the luckiest men alive. Hey, Adder. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'd agree with that, dude. Yeah, that's like in the uh, newspaper days, they would call that over the phone. Over the phone. Big story if it took up the whole front page and went over the fold. There you go, because you got to flip it over. By the time you pick it up, you bought it. You might as well hang in there. Well, I think that's kind of the way it worked. If you picked it up and didn't buy it, they, you know, especially on the street, they would. You ain't getting the scoop for free, dog. <laughs> you know, you might have some deal worked out with homeboy. He tell you how much. You I remember. Uh, I mean, end. that is exactly how like the uh, Columbus packet they put their papers out. Like in a gas station, if you go in Columbus to pick it up, if you, that's the rule. If you touch it, you buy it. I mean, you put your friend, you bought it. It's fifty cents. It's not a big deal. But, yeah. Like if you touch it, you bought it because like. I can't tell you how guilty I am of like seeing the headline across the top and be like, "Oh shit!" Because he got half the picture. Oh yeah. In the oh, phone. You're talking about the 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 magazine with the uh, arrested. For yeah. And arrested. Yeah. For and it breaks it down by a bunch of different counties. Dude, it's so crazy. And dude, I'm not and, I'm not yeah. disparaging anybody, but like, no, dude, you'll you'll see somebody that you had a run in with, and he'd be like, "He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, arrested, piss in jail, buddy." It's oh my god! I gotta cut that, but 
it, no, it's it's no, just no, funny no, seeing no, how shit plays no, out no, sometimes. No, man, I was traveling through. <laughs> I was traveling through Alabama one time, and and it used to be a buck, right? And it yeah. was like all of North Alabama from I think Birmingham North, and it was every county broke down, town, person, like. And they did it like every week or something, maybe every two weeks at best. And like, dude, I, I've I've known a bunch of people that I'm, I'm proud to say that I know, and I'm proud to say some of them survived, right? Yeah, come but back. There's been so many times when I've done that exact thing, like walked in and looked and went, oh, yeah, oh, you know, and and. Oh, that's a terrible way to find out, but probably wouldn't have known any other way. Yeah, it is a. Uh, so yeah, I've I've had one of the founders of the packet on there to kind of, and we didn't call it by name, but we kind of talked about how that started. Yeah, and it was it was just for that, you know, that was the big play, and that was the market. Well, again, you know? I mean, like the biggest uh, advertisers were usually yeah. like bell bonds people, and that's I mean every I mean that's <laughs> why I that's why people that? buy tabloids, you know. That's, yeah. I mean, people are into other people's business, but oh, yeah. I mean, you want to believe that you're doing better than somebody else, especially if you don't like them. Mm. That's why tabloids. I mean celebrity tabloids and all that. I mean, who cares? Next if, time on yeah, Talk. yeah, no kidding, right? We're gonna bring this thing all the way out. Hey. uh... I, I want to answer it, and then I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna ask you. Uh, my favorite part with this episode was probably uh, the what was the name of that road you called it? I had Chicken the, Foot. Chicken Foot. Chicken Foot. And uh, retelling the night that uh, Les made the funniest damn joke I ever heard. I think with old, <laughs> with old Farouk. <laughs> Ah, dude, I love that damn story. Man, that's 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 one for the that's one for the books. <laughs> that definitely. That what about definitely. you, dude? That that the the the, the, the song. That's very happy very, birthday very, in Egypt, there, dog. Yeah, happy birthday for sure. The the uh, the humor in that I think is is like is the thing of legend. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I think that that story should be told. Like, Les's children should know that story, right? And his grandchildren should know that story. That he pulled the Egyptian <laughs> lover out on an actual Egyptian lover. It's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I thought he was just being serious as shit. He pulls that out right when I hear it crack up. I'm like. That was good. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was that's that, cla- that's classic. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. All right, peace out, dude. See you, brother. Hey!